You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. like um we were on a little hiatus right we're a little hiatus much needed you know break get to breathe and do some things yeah it's it's good but we're back we're back and i feel like you can say it it. right it's been long (laughs) enough right so i can say we're back with some great guests very excited to talk to this couple who are we talking to today today we're talking to joseph and marissa Mm, sepia from Forever Marriages LLC. Yeah, that's right, right. The last name is good. I said it right. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah, we, had, that's right. yeah okay. we had to practice that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but to make sure we got it right. Hey, listen, family, I can call you family. Welcome. Uh, thank you for thank taking you. out this thank opportunity uh, to talk to us. We're very excited um, to speak with you guys. Just kind of looking at your story, and you guys will get to you know. Let us know how we can engage with you a little later on. But just kind of looking at, you know, your offerings and the things that you're engaged in on the website and reading your story. Just excited to hear from you guys, because I know that based on what you said on your website, I know that just your engagement with couples is powerful based on your mindset. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But we are suckers for a great story. So because we're suckers for a great story, we're going all the way back to the beginning. How did Joseph and Marissa meet? Oh, man. Yes. You want to tell us? <laughs> I can. which version do you want? <laughs> um, we are actually college sweethearts. We, we met in the year 2009. Um, it's so funny when we share the story, people look at us like, okay, uh, you're a little... A little geeky, but it's okay. <laughs> We're science majors. We actually met on the campus of Norfolk State University in the science tutoring center. Okay. Good old tutor. <laughs> so, you know, part of our scholarship, Joseph had a full ride, I had a partial scholarship, and we had to tutor. So we would see each other frequently, right? Yep. In the in the tutoring center mm-hmm. about a couple times a week. And Joseph, he told me he actually had eyes. On oh, me for a couple of weeks. I was looking. She <laughs> had my eyes. She had my heart. Oh, um, wow. I remember I told I told my buddy. I was like, man, this was like the first first time seeing her, and you know, she's we a joke was said. She cracked a little smile, and I, I was like, yo, I'm very and you know, about a month, a month and a half went by. You know, you were a little shy at first. I was, I admit it, I was a little shy. I wouldn't talk right at the beginning, but um, you know, finally found the courage. We yeah. exchanged numbers. And really, the rest was history. Yeah. So dated about two, almost two and a half years, long distance. Joseph moved back to the DMV. I was still, um, you know, finishing up my my degree. And yeah. And the rest is history. 
The rest is history. <laughs> so, and and what year was that? Uh, we met in 2009. 2009. Okay. And then yeah. f- from 2009 until you got married, how, how much yeah. time went by? So we got married in 2014. So that's uh, five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. That's we about the same for us, five years. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. We had a long engagement, um, about two years. We were finishing up our master's degrees and uh, saving up for the wedding. Saving up. <laughs> nice. nice. And so what was... Just real quick, I'm just curious because there are some folk who listen to this podcast that are actually mm-hmm. not married. They're actually dating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What was the dating period like? Like, what were there things that you had to process where you had to kind of learn each other or maybe unlearn some things in your in your personal lives so that the dating process mm-hmm. could be a little bit more cohesive? What was that period of time like? For you guys, well, I think like most dating experiences, you know, just especially in the beginning, just so exciting, yeah. right? I mean, you are uh, getting to know this whole brand new person, mm-hmm. and uh, every little thing about them is like, oh my gosh, right? Everything is so <laughs> intriguing, uh, mm-hmm. intriguing and, and cuddly and cute, you know. Mm-hmm. And every nothing really phases you in the beginning, right. and um, you know, so that. That aspect of it was, you know, it was, it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, even though we had a long distance relationship, and I think it's probably, I'll, I'll say that again, I think it was a long, the fact that our relationship was long distance for a good chunk of that time mm-hmm. that forced us to focus on things which were more, uh, has Angel. had more depth into, yeah. into them than the superficial. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, so the, you know, just spending time together. Um, we had to learn communication. So I, mean, I think that was the biggest lesson very early on. I'm a texter. Mm-hmm. I don't like talking on the phone so much. That's mm-hmm. not a strong suit of mine, uh, even though I can talk, but it's just something that doesn't, you know, doesn't come as easy, I guess. So mm-hmm. early on, I found myself texting Marissa paragraphs. And I remember she was like, hey, if you're not going to call me, then you know, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what it is. So, you know, so, you know, I had to pick up the phone. So I had to understand, you know, that the, the communication, what was important to each other. Right. And, 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 and her not willing to compromise what was important to her. And if I am into her, me willing to adjust to, you know, to fit, uh, you know, that, that mode. Exactly. Um, Because I remember the communication thing. We were like, hey, the only way to really get to know someone, really, you have to be able to talk with them verbally. And because we were long distance, it was like, okay, this is what we have right now. Mm. Um, So it was really important as far as unlearning things. um, I think we both came from previous relationships. So there may have been some things that that we had to, to unlearn or do away with. Um, but I think most importantly, it was understanding each other's values and what was important to the other person and being true to who we were, but not to the point where we weren't flexible um, enough to be able to, okay, say, hey, I see that offends you. I'm going to work on myself Mm -hmm. to make sure that I don't do that again. Mm -hmm. And that was also a communication thing. Um, For me, my family was very passive. 
Um, so and sometimes passive aggressive. And so communication habits that I had to unlearn was shutting down, for instance. That's not how you operate in a relationship. Mm. And so unlearning that and placing that with something healthy, like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Let's have a conversation and be able to work on those things in the engagement especially and in the dating because that's just not acceptable in marriage you know that's, I love that I yeah. love that you guys were very and I think because you were in a long distance relationship initially mm-hmm. you guys were very intentional about yes. the things that you had to do to make the relationship work and I think a lot of times when you're in a long distance relationship, that doesn't happen. That's you're true. like, oh, you know, we're far away. It's okay. I can let this slide. I'm not going to see him or her for right. a minute. And I love that you guys did the complete opposite and that you were yeah. even more intentional before getting married. I love that. And yeah. working on communication before you get married. A lot of times yeah. we don't work on that until we get married and a situation arises that calls for us to have to address our communication right. styles. And we and didn't so have that practice ahead of time. We didn't have that practice ahead of time. Right. I love that you guys put that in ahead of time. That's great. That's good. Something else that really jumped out at me was you You said you were talking about just how you all were dealing with each other and realizing that you something you may have done may have offended mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what jumped out at me is what you said next. You're like, oh, okay, so I'm going to have to work on that in myself, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's not normally like human nature is like, oh, well, you took it the wrong way. Right. You need to work work that out. You know what I mean? Like, that's not on me. That's on how you. So I really love that, that you said that because that is often we talk about the work in marriage. Right. And you hear people say. Marriage is hard work. Marriage is hard work. And yes, there is some work in marriage, but we've come to understand that a lot of that work is on us internally. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the more we work on us internally, the better person, you know, we bring to the table as a as to the relationship. And that was done before you guys got married. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That was great. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. What advice? Well, first, before I ask that, is there an advantage in your mind or disadvantage, however, whatever your view is, to a long, long courtship or a long engagement. Was there some advantages? Were there disadvantages? What was, what's your view on that? Because that comes up a lot between engaged yeah. couples, you know, six months, three years, year and a half. You know what? What's the sweet spot? And, and there may not be any sweet spot. But right. is, was there any advantages for you guys? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at that. I think mindset is the biggest uh, contributor to whether you see an advantage or disadvantage. It is the mindset as to how that period of time is to be used, especially in the engagement phase, because now you two have already committed mm-hmm. that this thing is happening. We are going mm-hmm. to get married. Now, how are we spending this one year, six months, or uh, a two-year period. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marissa and I were so adamant that in our engagement period, that was going to be a lane, the foundation period. Yes. So whatever we had access to as far as books, resources, 
we weren't, and Marissa more than me, I hate reading, but uh, <laughs> we were going to, uh, you know, absorb whatever mm-hmm. we could. And then also, you know, being reflective as to what we saw growing up and coming up and how, uh, what elements we wanted to bring into our relationships and what elements we wanted to make sure didn't make it to our relationship right. and, and us channel our, our own way. So I think, in my opinion, it is really couple dependent. And I don't think there is a scripted sweet right. point. Exactly. Is what, how are you going to use the time and what is the reason for that and execute it? Yeah. Right. That's, that's and so when people ask me that, they, they asked me like, okay, so you had a really long engagement. I mean, almost over two years. So are you saying that that's the way to do it? Because when I share our story, our engagement story, they're like, oh, wow. I mean, this was great for you. Well, that was great for us. I'm not right. saying that's great for everyone. So yes, there were advantages for us being that we were able to do premarital counseling, for instance, you know, and lay that foundation and work on a lot, not just saving money, but work on some of those things that um, that affected us as individuals. We all come into marriage with something, some baggage, something yeah. that is affecting our mindset, is affecting how we behave. And a lot of that is from upbringing and what we experienced. And so we had to address um, those things and still, you know, it's a lifelong journey, obviously. You're still addressing things because that was 18 years of life in in whatever situation you were in, in your parents' home or whoever. Um, So yeah, definitely for us, I would say it was an advantage. That's cool. And and, and for those that that, um, might be listening that are engaged, I think that that was a very important point that it's not so much about the time period mm-hmm. as much as it is how intentional you are about your usage yeah. of the time period. Yeah. Right. So you may, it may be six months, but you're going to, you're going to hit the ground, right. rolls down in those six months and work things out, hammer things out, get things together, prepare mm-hmm. or two years, whatever it is. I, yeah. So I love yeah. that. I love that. That that's great. That's great. So let's fast forward. <laughs> Joseph and Marissa are married now, right? Got married in 2014, you said, right? 2014, yeah. 2014. So we are, this is 2020, so we're about six years in. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Describe the first year. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a big one for a lot of folks, right? <laughs> you hear a lot about yes. what happens in the first year and and how, you know, there's so many enlightenments, I'll call them that, if you will, mm-hmm. that yeah. happened in the first year. Describe your first yeah. year. Yeah. I, you know, our biggest aha moment was that, you know, we spent, um, you know, the, 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 we love the love analogy where, you know, the deposits that you make into marriage bank. or the love mm-hmm. bank and the withdrawals that you make. And in your dating and into your engagement phase, all the different date, intentional dating activities and the spend quality time that you spend to, you know, mm-hmm. with each other, all these exciting things are made, you know, just deposits into that account. Fast forward into your first year, you kind of lose that intentionality mm-hmm. of, you know, making deposits, making those deposits. So you're thriving. Your honeymoon phase is that period of time where you're thriving Mm -hmm. and living off that bank account that you're not depositing anything into, but you're just pulling and pulling and pulling. And then here's the moment where 
was like, holy crap, one more thing, we're about to go into the negatives, mm. and things are about to go south on right. small little problems or small little things that we were able to overlook all this time mm. now become such big issues that we need to address if you have the skills. And many of us, you know, we communication is not a natural thing, especially communication in marriage. So you have to spend uh, time learning one another. Yeah. Uh, so our biggest things we realized into our first year were finances and yeah. uh, spirituality. Definitely. Okay. Um, we had a lot of fun <laughs> and we, we didn't take our premarital counselor's advice about not doing anything new in your first year. Which meant we started new jobs. We had a lot of distractions. Um, Joseph started uh, officer candidate school with the army. I started a new position. And so being a millennial, being young and being a newlywed, uh, we had all these different things we were trying to figure out. You know, starting a career and being married is just, you know, it's tough. Mm -hmm. And so one of the main things that we really had to work on was being able to deepen or cultivate our financial intimacy. Um, being, we knew that, okay, one of us is a really, really good saver. And the other one is a really good spender. And <laughs> we need to figure out how we're going to come to a good agreement. Like discussions about it were very healthy, but they weren't productive mm -hmm. if I was, you know if that's the right word to, to explain it um so we spent that year really trying to implement different systems trying to understand each other's relationship with money um giving each other a lot of grace and expressing disappointment about going into the negative and you know spending when okay we didn't really have a conversation about this the other part of it was a spiritual part where we both believed in god but we came to the marriage with different levels of that relationship with god mm -hmm. and so in premarital counseling they really drive it home that the husband is a spiritual leader however they don't necessarily tell you how yeah and so we spent the year really trying to figure that out yeah yeah what um i'm I, i'm thinking a lot of things now as i hear you guys <laughs> you know kind of talk through that but what were some of the things that you talked about having conversation right yeah. and the importance of kind of getting on the same page what were some of the other things that you kind of had to do as it relates to getting to that cohesive space with finances and spirit spirituality outside of having the conversations and recognizing yeah. what needed to be done. What were some of the right. practical steps that you had to take to get on the same page? I think, yeah, I think the first thing, um, initially, like going back to the analogy I was given is like, you were led to believe all these kind of things were okay. And now all of a sudden they are not. So it is very normal for an individual to get defensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so the spender, in, you know, the Marissa was talking about, that's me, right? So, and uh, so it, you know, it wasn't the first time that I, my account, you know, before it was combined, that would hit the negatives, you know? Um, it wasn't the first time that I had overdraft fees. Uh, but now it's such a big thing. It's like, well, where is this coming from? You know? Mm -hmm. uh, so the first step 
mm-hmm. uh, to anyone is being able to get to a place where you take ownership mm-hmm. of what's happening and how that is making the other individual feel. Mm-hmm. You know, if you care about this person, now their worries and concerns should also not become your worries. Mm-hmm. It should concern you yeah. that they're worried about something. Yeah. And you're looking at, okay, how can I help in facilitating uh, to to get you to a place where you're no longer uh, you know worried or concerned about something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first step for me as someone who was contributing to that um, that place uh, for me to be able to own my mess and 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 two, um, I had to grow in this to be able to communicate my plan of action on how I was going to seek growth and going to change. Because I could think it all day, but if I'm not communicating that to my partner, now she is wondering, like, does this even concern you? Does this even, you want to be better? And, you know, uh, she's not a mind reader. So being able to say, hey, I I, I know where you're coming from. Uh, I don't want to be in this place and I want us to grow. And this is the things that I'm going to work on. And this is how you can help me Mm -hmm. hold me accountable. Yeah. So one of those things was having a consistent budget meeting. We actually got rid of the word budget. And because it's the mindset, again, there's something about budget that doesn't sound sexy or cute. Like, mm-hmm. why do we want to have a budget meeting? You know? What I mean? so, yeah. Marriage is supposed to be fun. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so uh, we now actually call it our money matters meeting, but having a reoccurring uh budget meeting it's on the calendar we both see it um of course the first step was combining the finances and making sure we agreed on uh spending limits and things like that allowances okay you know really having um or creating a space of an intimate financial conversations like it's okay how are you feeling what it like nothing is really off limits let's Mm -hmm. let's just have a conversation let's talk about it let's get deeper because until we can talk about money and it's not like you know causing fear stress tension or whatever like those mindsets you're you're not gonna be free basically Mm -hmm. you're not gonna feel free and you're gonna continue i believe to have those poor habits so i think that was one major step making sure we had those uh, budget meetings. I like that. And, you know, we're, we're big on conversation. <clears throat> yeah. So that, yeah. that is anybody who's been around us for any level, yes, any amount yes. of time has heard us say, have a conversation a million times. And so that is, that's huge. And then I, I love it that you actually were intentional about putting something on the calendar. Okay. This, we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. hash this out. We're going to come to some, some agreements yeah. and you yeah. know we're gonna we're gonna bring what we bring to the table together and walk away with a, some type of plan i love that yeah. because often we don't do that right we just yeah. kind of for some reason we just kind of wing it in marriage yeah even though we don't wing it <laughs> yeah. anywhere else right you know what i mean and so i love that i love that you guys were intentional about that and and I would I would say you've already been doing this. I'm going to ask you later for some trade secrets. You've already been dropping trade secrets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it or not, but you have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, from from what you said about the, the engagement period and how you spend that time to, yeah. you know, having these these, uh, you know, maybe difficult conversations or tense conversations yeah. or serious yeah. conversations, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. realizing that there is a component 
of marriage that is not all fun and games and that you have to, you know, come to the table with some level of intentionality. For those of you that are listening, they just gave you something that you could. I mean, I I'm, I might have to take the whole the money. My money matters. Money matters meeting. I love meeting. it. I love that. That is great. So, that, you know, if you, if you hear us say that again, we'll, we'll make sure we give you credit. We'll definitely give you credit for that. Let's talk a little bit about where you where you are currently. So um, we said in the beginning, um, uh, Joseph and Marissa are the founders of Forever Marriages LLC. Talk about because you guys were married about six years. So talk about yeah. the transition from getting on the same page and getting some of these, you know, nuances together um, to Mm -hmm. now pouring into the lives of other couples. How did that come about? Mm Yeah. Yeah. I would say this quickly and I'll let you uh, continue, but I think in our first year we saw our ups and downs and the challenges that we faced and many times we wondered are we the only ones going through whatever we you know going through or what we're experiencing Mm -hmm. and sadly or however it may be um we didn't really have other couples around us mm-hmm. whom we could we could relate to mm-hmm. and be able to have this conversation and say hey are you experiencing this are you guys having this mm-hmm. you know we we were given an image that it was going to be peaches and you know peaches and cream or that's the song i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was going to be all roses mm-hmm. you know no issues and whatsoever but this is the first year and we're looking it into uh, forever with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I think the initial, um, how God began to birth this passion was that yearning to be surrounded with couples whom we could relate to yes. and we could share our experiences mm-hmm. um, and being able to encourage and hold each other accountable and say, now you go back, uh, we overcame it, you can as well, mm-hmm. and go back and fight, continue fighting. Yes, definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll try to keep this short, but well, I mean, the journey, okay, from year one through three to birthing forever marriages to where we are now, um, I want to say year three is when we really started to see a huge transformation. And that's why I'm, I'm really, really big on um, telling couples to keep fighting because there's something about year three. If you hold on long enough, you'll see. And if you're paying attention, you will see and you'll find that. And if you surrender your marriage to God, you'll see that he's doing something. He's working in your marriage and you will be a testimony to what he's doing. But you got to pay attention, though. So yeah. what, when we were going through year three, I, I'll never forget because um, I was writing it out. I was like, wow, something is really moving here. And God really was convicting me. I would go onto social media and I would start seeing all this crazy stuff about marriage. People who were married, people who weren't married, people who were getting divorced. And it helped me understand that, wow, there's there's a real need for advocacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, people really need to hear the message of God, like, marriage was created by God. This is not a worldly thing. And so when I I saw what was happening, 
And I remember waking up one morning and God like literally downloaded Forever Marriages on my heart. He gave me the name. He gave me what I needed to focus on. He said, you need to have meetups. You need to do this. You need to bring people together so that under they understand that having a village is important. So that's why we talk about village mindedness. Um, so it was birth really out of a pain point, um, but also to spread the message like marriage is not a game. This is serious. And we didn't see that being conveyed. Um, Marriage is a covenant and marriage is forever. We wanted people to understand that this is a lifelong commitment. No matter what you go through, the Lord is honoring your commitment, your vow to stay together. And as long as you surrender your marriage to him and you yourself as an individual, you and your spouse have individual relationships with God. I mean, your marriage is set up for success. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna win, but but with there's caveats, mm-hmm. price, community, and continual learning. Like we can't just be stagnant. You know what I mean? Right. So we wanted others to know that and feel that and believe it. And so um, it just wasn't what we were seeing. And we were like, hey, we got to get out there. We got to talk. We got to spread. And so a part of it was like just that conviction and that obligation to talk about what was happening, what we were experiencing, what other people were experiencing, and to provide encouragement. That's a word. Yeah, I love it. That is a whole complete word yeah, you just I said love, there. I, love, I, I don't know that there's, a, we could probably just shut it down and just let you plug what you're doing. We could, yeah, we could just go after this. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's and, and but it, it's it's true. All of that is true. And it it it's important, like for those that are listening, I know we, we told some other folks this before, for those that are listening, it is important to share. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I'm hearing, you know, just through the the powerful way that both of you described how this was birthed, it was that desire to be around individuals who were willing to share. Yeah. And then feeling the burden yourselves to share. Yeah. Yes. And that's really what this whole podcast is about. Right. Trade secrets. Getting around folk who are willing to share. Yeah. People yeah. like jo- like yourself, Joseph and Marissa, who are willing to share. Mm-hmm. And then feeling the burden yourself to share yeah. your own experience, yeah. right? Right. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. None of our marriages are perfect. Right. But we all have something that we can say to the next person that will um, either steer them away from something that they mm-hmm. should not be focused on or cause them to just understand the fact that they can keep going. Yeah. And truthfully, I love what you said, Marissa. I think it was you that said it or Joseph that, you know, when I think it was you, Joseph, there's, there weren't a lot of people that we wanted to look up to when we first got married as well. There was like, there's no one really that we wanted to aspire to. Maybe after, maybe the pastor that um, mentored us and gave us counseling but right. aside from that, it was like not really a lot of people that we wanted to mm-hmm. aspire to having, you know, a great relationship like theirs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really great that you just used that burden and birthed this ministry out of that. Yeah, that's good. I love yeah. it. So I when think. you go ahead. No, I was just saying I just I just I just was letting it soak in a little bit. You know, that was <laughs> that was really that was powerful. Yeah. That was powerful. But I wanted to ask. When you 
uh, when you're with other couples and you have these meetups and things like that, do you find that there's a common theme or issue mm. that you see that couples are having? Um, no, absolutely. And I think, and that's what is so beautiful about the coming together of yeah. a community mm-hmm. is when you now the light bulb goes off and say, <laughs> Oh, I'm not, you mean to tell me I'm not the only one who is experiencing this. Mm-hmm. You are as well. Yeah. And there is just so much power in that. And together now we have momentum and we can tackle that, you know, uh, attack any challenge together. Um, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing is that uh, intentionality uh, thing that we were mentioning and we, you know, the light bulb went off that we're not really, rarely do we intentionally deposit into the love account, you know, and so, and, and that has huge impacts right. later on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's the intentionality, which leads to intimacy. Uh, so it's that, you know, the, the intimacy is the one area. And when we, you know, mentioned intimacy and when I was first introduced to the word, you're, you're just thinking about that, that sexual relation. Mm-hmm. But intimacy is just so broad and it's such a big uh, undertaking. You know, yeah. we're looking at communication intimacy. You're looking at financial intimacy. You're looking mm-hmm. at the spiritual intimacy and all these things. And all of those lead to sex. Yep. That yep. is the outcome. That is right. what uh, comes out of how good or how bad these are yeah. impacts how good or how bad that the last uh, point is going to be. Yeah. So I think, you know, just the intentionality into intimacy, into uh, the quality of your sex life. Yeah. And that's what we're really seeing is the common uh, theme with a lot of couples that when we come together, or when we coach, that's what we are really um, coming across. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's good, and um, intentionality is 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 such a key element. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's a it's an ingredient that I believe has to be a part of every aspect of your marriage, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So you have to be intentional about communication. You have to be intentional right. about all the levels of intimacy that you mentioned. You have to be intentional right. about meeting your spouse's needs. Intentionality is kind of that. That constant line, right? That that just continues to go through um, all of your marriages. Now, you guys are a younger couple. Um, You've been married for less than 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got the sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, I kind of got the sense that obviously you're passionate about strengthening all marriages, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But but you have a affinity, if you will, for the millennial couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with that being said, right, I want you to guy I want you guys to just specifically right now talk to the millennial couple. Because I mm-hmm. believe, even though we're all kind of not kind of, we're all moving towards the same goal as it relates to that complete level of intimacy in all of our marriages, mm-hmm. right? But the person that's been married 20 years is in a different part of the journey than the person that has been married six years. Yes. The person that and and here's the the other side of that coin. Even if we haven't been married 20 years, you and I are older. Mm -hmm. So because you and I are older, the way we process that journey, that journey, no matter where we are in the journey, is going to be different than somebody who's in there. 
twenties mm-hmm. and thirties, right? So yeah, talk to the millennial couple right now. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that you all know more than even we would know yeah. in terms of the processing, in terms of how the journey looks, in mm-hmm. terms of the things that need to happen based on where we are and where we are in the world, the things that are coming at um, that particular group of married married folk. Yeah. Give us a trade secret or a tip, if you will, for yeah. the millennial husband. And then one for the millennial wife. And I'll let you guys break it up however you want to. <laughs> okay. Uh, since you mentioned husband first, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get in the shoot first. Um, I would say that the one thing that I have found to be prob- probably one of the most effective, um, the most effective activity that I've done as a husband is being surrounded by other husbands who look like me, who are, uh, who share my experiences, uh, who are in a similar, uh, you know, similar process in their marriage. These are husbands who are committed to their relationships. You know, I just want to make sure I put that out there because, you know, just, there are uh, other husbands who so you kind of have checked out already. You got to mm-hmm. be careful mm-hmm. by so who you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so making sure that um, so I'm in this community of other uh, godly committed husbands who aspire to be better. And the reason why I say that that is so critical is. Us, you know, being that vulnerable with other men is just not a natural thing. Right. It is something that has to be almost forced in the beginning, mm-hmm. and it's a slow process to get there, but it is probably the most powerful uh, tool that you can have as a husband in your development into being the husband that God has fashioned you to be. Uh, so, uh, you know, with you know the husbands who are listening in this call, Especially if you're a millennial husband, you are. There are so many forces which are coming at you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are probably uh, aimed at establishing yourself in your career. Uh, you know, so you're mm-hmm. you're climbing the ladder. You're assuming positions of leadership, and now that is something extra now that you have to juggle mm-hmm. uh, in addition to your marriage. Yeah. Uh, you're probably a new parent. You're a new father mm-hmm. uh, or a relatively new father. So that's another area of responsibility. Now that has to be in the juggling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there are other things with that, that, you know, there things are coming at you fast. Yeah. So being in that community, you can hear how others are handling those different pressures and you can evaluate at how you're handling yours and how you're giving priority to what you're giving. You know, you sh- maybe you're not giving priority to things which are most important. And you need to rearrange a few things mm-hmm. and you're able to experience pain points without experiencing those pain points yourself mm-hmm. because you can hear them from your, uh, from the, your peers and what they're going through. And then lastly is that uh, moment of accountability. Um, I think as men, we do need that tough love and say, no, bro, you are wrong in this. Yeah. You, you know, I, I've experienced this and the most loving thing I can do for you right now or to, for me to be a loving brother is to tell you the truth. And things are a little uh, out of whack. 
you know, your alignment is a little off. And these are the consequences that you're uh, experiencing because you are out of alignment. Mm. You know, I'll pray with you. This is what I've done or this is the book I have read. Go ahead and apply that into your um, into your development. So I think you yeah. surrounding yourself in the community. It is powerful and it's something that we don't do uh, naturally, but it is so critical uh, and definitely does need to be added into the toolbox. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Love it. Um, what what about for for the ladies? So for the wives, um, I know it, it's a little different because you don't have to convince us to be in community. We we always want to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> connected to a, another sister. So yeah. uh, you know, I definitely highly encourage it. But one of the things um, that I want to to convey to the millennial wives is if your husband is not leading. Make sure that you are positioning yourself in a place that is more powerful, which is prayer, mm-hmm. um, meeting him where he is. Because one of the things I had to understand as a, as a young wife, again, is that that time that my husband had from birth to 18 years old, he, I mean, yeah, he grew up in a Christian home. But we, what we have to understand is that a lot of these biblical concepts are not broken down. Okay, well, how am I supposed to lead, lead as a husband? You know, what does that look like practically? And so just showing that grace and putting ourselves in their shoes. So meeting them where they are, praying for them, continually praying for them and planting the seeds, planting the seeds. Well, okay, he's not leading financially. He's not leading uh, he's not being a visionary or he's not leading emotionally, spiritually. You know, what are the things that you can do again as a wife to uh, make sure that those seeds are grown, fostered and let the Lord really do the growing and 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 evolving of that husband. And so making sure that we understand what our role is, um, not falling into the comparison trap is a whole nother topic, but that's something that I believe my generation really struggles with looking to the left and to the right. Well, that person's husband is doing this, that, and the third, you know, cause we get that. We, mm-hmm. people compare their marriages to us now. I'm like, yeah. well, Hey, you haven't been here to see the, yeah. the evolution. Yeah. You know, you see this beautiful picture, but there's some growing pains here. We've, we've had to go through the process. Yeah. You may not see it. We may not flaunt it, but, just own your marriage and do the work. Do the work and trust God. And with the picture, you are seeing what we are allowing you to see. So we have to make right. sure we remember that. <laughs> right. You're looking yeah. on social media. Yeah. You know, how many of us post that bad day picture? You right. know? So we have to make sure that we also are discerning in that environment. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. that's good. That's Fantastic. good. And and as we normally do, I always encourage folks that are listening to go back and rewind and really just kind of digest and dissect that. But, you know, for, for the husband surrounding yourselves with like-minded people, Mm -hmm. that is, there's some gold in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's super important for Mm -hmm. men, for husbands, because men don't do that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, men have this guard, you know, I'm a man, I got this type thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like really difficult for men to become vulnerable. It's difficult enough 
a lot of times for husbands to be vulnerable with their wives, mm-hmm. much Absolutely. less, yeah, much less to, you know, go talk to another bunch, else, right? yeah, a group of guys and be like, man, this is what I'm going through, Yeah, with, right. you know, in my marriage. It's just so yeah. difficult for men to do that. But I think there's just a wealth of support there that sometimes yeah, goes untapped. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. And, then to, and then to couple that with being accountable to somebody. Yeah. Or being an accountability partner to somebody else yep. is just it it helps to grow you mm-hmm. in a way that you probably would not experience mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah. It's not to say that you wouldn't grow otherwise, but there's a yeah. component of growth that that is specifically attached to you being accountable to somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah. that is so important. And then for the and for the wives, just yeah. positioning yourself in prayer. Mm. It's you know. I don't know if you understand how powerful that was. You just Super what you just said. Powerful. She said, "If your husband is not leading, mm. Mm. right, not position yourself in front of him and get up in his face and be right. like, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that.' Don't take the position of power, <laughs> which is which. Let's be honest. In our human nature, is probably the more." natural thing to yeah. do right yeah. i'm not leading so you're like you know what i got this i'm, I'm, a, got I'm gonna step up to the plate you ain't gonna do it i don't either. need you mm-hmm. right marissa said take the position of power in prayer mm. mm-hmm. can we can we pass another offering pass plate another around offering i mean it's like the twice <laughs> let's take up offering twice <laughs> I mean, that that offering. is so oh, that's just so powerful it's and it, and it's and and it's something that we all, you know, we all have to struggle with because there's a piece of self that we have to put aside yeah. in order to achieve that. Right. Yeah. Understanding your role, not uh, falling into the, the comparison game, just golden nuggets yeah. that are so crucial to allowing you to move through this journey. Um, with some level of success. It's just, I, yeah. I'm just still on everything that Marissa said. Yeah, it's good. Meet it's your husband where they are mm-hmm. and give grace. Like, mm. you know, we don't do that a lot as women. And, and we're just like, well, you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that and you're not this, that and the other. Instead of meeting your husband where you are, where they are and planting those seeds and then leave the rest to God. We think that when we're saying you're supposed to be doing this and you're supposed to be doing that. We think that we're planting seeds, but we're not. We're just mm. pulling up what was already mm. tried to be planted. The little bit that was there. The little right? bit that was there. Uh-huh. We're just pulling that up and, and destroying what God is trying to plant. So just plant yeah. the seeds in a supportive way mm-hmm. and then let God do the fertilizing and the growing from there. I love yeah. it. I think that that I, I'm super passionate about this. But I think that planting seeds mm-hmm. and being supportive is just, it, it's just so much better. It's not easier a lot of times. Right, right. But it's just so much better. It is. And I think it's paramount, to the, it's paramount to the success of your, success of your relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is good, man. There's so much that I really could dig into with the two of you. Yeah. But, um, I try. I try to be mindful of the amount of time that I said I was going to take. Um, yeah, really but I, I will say this: I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. 
I, I want to have the two of you back. We want to have the two of you back, and we want to do something specifically for singles. Mm. So just okay. think, just think about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But but we definitely want to do that, and and I want to thank you guys for taking this time. Yeah. Oh, to just, I don't know if you realize it, but you yeah. have poured out a lot in this amount of time. Um, that for those of you that are listening, I I encourage you to go back through, listen to this again. And if you weren't already listening with pen and paper, listen with pen and paper and get some of these trade secrets down because they are essential trade secrets to really great to how your journey is going to go. Yeah. Right. Um, So we 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 much appreciate you for that. But before we let you go, a couple of things we want to do. One is we want to just play a really quick game with you. Okay. Um, it's mm-hmm. just kind of to get to know our guests, and um, I'll, I'll let wifey talk about that. So we call it the sixty-second think fast, and it's not. There's no pressure. Well, kind no. of is, but not really. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you ten questions and give you two choices on each question. For example, what's your favorite color, red or blue? And you have okay. to, you have to pick one of them. And since you're both on the show. I'm going to alternate, and Marissa, you can answer one question, and then Joseph, you can okay. answer the other one, and we'll go mm-hmm. back and forth like that. To put you under a little bit of pressure, Ollie's going to set the timer, okay. and we're going to try and do this in 60 seconds. we got to win this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Y'all ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, let's go. Okay. Marissa, see the movie or read the book? See the movie. Joseph, summer or winter? Summer. Marissa, morning person or night owl? Morning person. Joseph, small town or big city? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Both, but big town. (laughs) Small town or big city? Big city? Big city. Okay, okay. Marissa, car (laughs) or truck? Car. Joseph, gym or outdoor exercise? Uh, Outdoor. Okay. Marissa, Tropical Island or Ski Resort? Tropical Island. <laughs> Joseph, action movie or comedy? Oh, oh that's another one. Oh, both, but action. <laughs> okay. Marissa, baseball or football? Oh, football. <laughs> okay, last one, Joseph. Try a new dish or play it safe? Uh, try a new dish. Okay. Wow, right on time. Oh, we just made it. Oh, man, we right made on it. Time. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys so much for being on our show. There's just a wealth of information there. And so we're really grateful that you took the time out to be on our show and yeah. share with us. We're very so grateful much. for taking the time. Yeah. We just we want to um, just before we let you go, yeah. we want to know how to get in touch with you. How can we follow you? How can we connect with Joseph, Joseph and Marissa? How can we connect to Forever Marriages? So just go ahead and plug what you may have going on, social media, website, how we can get a hold of you. Yes, you guys can find us at www.forever-marriages.com. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Forever Marriages. That's plural. Um, and we actually have an event coming up on July 18th. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the Food Network 
show called Chopped. We are doing our first Forever Marriages cooking competition. That's great. Um, so <laughs> we will have eight couples competing, three categories. And so we're really excited. You can register yeah. on our website, www.forever-marriages.com. Wow, that nice. is fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. Are you going to record this or? You know what? We're still kind of, you know, finalizing the okay, details. Okay, got you. Well, let us uh, know if you do. That's yeah, great. That would be a good idea. Yeah, that is yeah, fantastic. We will, we will have to check that out. That's great. And for okay. and and if you didn't write down that information about how to get a hold of them, you'll be able to see that in the show description as well. We want to make sure that you are connecting with Forever yeah. Marriages, that you are following them on social media, that you are engaging with them, that you are putting yourself in a position to get even more of what you got in this episode. Just thank yeah. y'all again so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you so I much. Just, we pray God's blessing on you. Thank you, guys. Just may God continue to bless you. May he continue to pour into you as you pour into others. Um, Amen. It's Amen. just good stuff, man. Really much great. I just think that it's really, I'm like, I, I don't know if I should say this because it sounds weird, but I'm super proud of you guys because you guys are a millennial not been haven't been married for a long time but you guys mm -hmm. are super mature your relationship is super Thank mature you. the way you handle the way you handle things in your relationship and your mindset about marriage i think is super mature way more right. than six years in and so i just <laughs> pray so god's continued God. blessings on your relationship and on your passion and on your ministry and on your individual you. lives. You guys are doing an awesome, awesome thing for millennials because you don't Thank see this. You, so you don't see this true. at all. I appreciate for that. For millennial couples. And I'm just super, super proud of what you're doing for the millennial generation. I think it's fantastic. Truth be told, what you're doing for marriages in general. Period. Yes. Listen, we took, we took something away from this. Like yes, this was more than just wow. an interview for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think I appreciate about a lot of the guests. Um, yeah. This is not yeah. just an interview for us. Like yeah, if you if I put the camera well. on, like we took notes, yeah, we got like a lot of mm -hmm. notes, we're yeah. in a notebook. Yeah. Like this is a real thing for us. And so we that appreciate we appreciate what you what you've brought and what you have shared and what you have poured out. And we pray that God just continues to download those things into Amen. you. Amen. Amen. Praise Praise God. God. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you for the encouragement. Yes, we always uh, appreciate encouragement like that. Yeah. Always. Because Fantastic. it's as you guys know, as a ministry couple, this is not easy. Not at all. Uh, and so we always are thankful um, for people who verbalize that and people who might be older than us to tell us um, to keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so we're so appreciative of you guys and just being you know, giving us the words of encouragement and affirmation. Amen. And we're also looking forward, uh, forward to working with you guys soon, uh, especially once the outside is open again. <laughs> yeah. Once we're allowed, once we're off punishment, right? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to that as well. We would love to partner with you guys on some yeah. things. And definitely um, looking forward to that. Looking forward That's to that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode.
Until next time, God bless.